Welcome to Word Jumble, a podcast where I ramble on topics of religion, philosophy, and everything in between. In the second episode, I discussed the nature of consciousness. I talked about consciousness as an illusion, and that it's something we trick ourselves into thinking we have. I also discussed the reasons for us talking about consciousness, and how humans are uncomfortable with uncertainty. But, moving on to today's episode, we will be discussing God, the nature of God, the big man up in the sky. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I will be discussing God from different religious perspectives. Um, And so, just to give some background, we're going to talk about God in the West, who is a being who created the universe and therefore came before creation of the universe. And the arguments for the God in the West are the first cause, which claims that everything comes into fruition due to a cause, so kind of like a cause and effect type of thing, and that the first cause that started this domino effect must have been God. And then there's also the design argument, which claims that the universe is far too complex to have just come into existence by sheer chance, and that it must have been created by a designer, and that designer must have been God. And then we have the God in the East, which is viewed as sort of a happening almost. It's not supposed to be a person, but more of an essence or like um, an aura that is around us at all times. And it it is us almost. So in that sense, the God in the East came after creation. And there are two concepts that we have in the East. There is pantheism, which claims that the Eastern God is this awareness or intelligence that is everything. And it's just kind of like a feature of the universe. And then we also have the concept of non-duality, which claims that there's no difference between I, as in the ego, and everything else in the universe, which is considered Brahman. So to get into my discussion topics, we're going to start with God from the East. And so when we talk about these topics of ego, transcendence, and Brahman, a natural question that we might come to is, well, how do I achieve transcendence? And we talked about this in class. It's not something that you can actively try to achieve because it will just emerge and then disappear over and over again. It's kind of like the silence between the thoughts. The silence is always there. It's just when the thoughts stop that you finally get to experience that silence. But then the thoughts will come back. And it's just like this repeating cycle of silence and then the thoughts. Silence and then the thoughts. So that being said, you can't really try to apply a step-by-step process to achieve transcendence. Um, There's not really a point in trying to rush it if it will just eventually appear. Like, it will come when it comes. There's no point in trying to force it. And this kind of reminds me of the becoming mindset, which I talked about in my first episode. Um, And the becoming mindset is really focused on 
on this end goal and actively working to achieve it. And I feel like when we talk about transcendence, that's often how we we view it with like this becoming mindset of, oh, like if you just do enough yoga and meditation, you'll eventually achieve transcendence. But you can't really apply such like a linear checklist or process to something like transcendence that will just appear and then disappear on its own terms. You know, it's not something that you can just put in the most work and you'll achieve it. Um, So yeah, I think the becoming mindset, it makes you entrenched in thought and it makes you try to chase the unchaseable. And that really goes against the whole concept of transcendence, which is really just to free yourself of the thought, free yourself from, from the ego. And so my thinking is, if the becoming mindset isn't going to work, and it's really just stressing you out more, and it's not getting you anywhere, why not just be in that being mindset and just focus on yourself in the moment? And then eventually that transcendence will come to you when it comes to you. Um, so yeah, I think that's a bit more of like a laid back approach. Yeah, but I don't know, maybe me telling you what you should and shouldn't do is not any better than a checklist. Um, maybe I'm just giving you a checklist in a different in different words. Um, and maybe I'm just ushering in more thoughts that are counterproductive to true transcendence. I don't know. I mean, that's something to consider. But at the same time, I don't know. I I wonder if like the active attempt to achieve transcendence, maybe that's just a natural part of the journey to transcending. Maybe you need to try to achieve it and then fail in, in trying to achieve it to actually transcend. Maybe it's just like a natural feature of, of the universe. All right, so moving on to our next topic, I'm going to give both religion, religious perspectives equal time. We're going to talk about God in the West. And hearing the arguments for and against the Western God, something was really bugging me. And I realized I that I just thought it was really funny that we were trying to explain faith-based beliefs with science, like trying to give the rationality of God, um, which brought up the question for me, like, why are we trying to explain the unexplainable, the unimaginable with logic and reasoning? Um, yeah, and I mean... When, when the argument of God comes up, it's always like, well, how did God get their power if God came before everything else? Who gave God its powers? And people will often argue, oh, it's just inherent or it's eternal in nature. And I mean, how is that any bit more reasonable reasonable of an argument than like saying that everything came by chance? I don't know, it's stuff like this that makes me question why we try to apply logic and reasoning. Um, yeah, it, it demonstrates the silliness of, of trying to explain the nature of God with logic and our existence with religious ideologies. Why can't God just be a faith-based belief? Why do we have to apply logic? I think 
that it should be one of those unexplainable things. I mean, God should be one of those unexplainable things that you can still just have complete faith in with no real explanation. And I think all of this kind of speaks to my frustration that concepts like first cause or the design argument have become so entrenched in religion. I mean, I think the idea of the first cause, that there's some essence or something that's the catalyst to the rest of the universe, I mean, I think that's kind of plausible. Um, I'm not entirely against it. But I hate how that has inherently become a thing of, oh, that has to be God. Like, oh, God had to create the universe. Like, why does it have to be a religious thing? I personally think that these discussions of our creation in the universe and religion, it would be much simpler if, if we kept them separate. They don't need to be intertwined. It's like the separation of church and the universe. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's where I'll leave it for today. If you've made it this far, thank you for listening and tune in next week for episode four, where hopefully I will finally make a podcast episode that is less than seven minutes. I am very sorry. Anyways, signing off, it's Word Jumble.